now playing. Why so serious? What is the Matrix? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, oh, what's in the box? You like scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me? You talking to me? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast. Movie reviews in 20 cues. I am your host, Sam Early. And I am joined this week. I can't keep this up all episode. I'm about to burn my throat out. I am your host, Sam Early, and I am joined this week by two of my favourite hosts out of all the 20 people that we've had on there. These are definitely in the top 20. <laughs> Stacey Hurley. <laughs> How are you, Stacey? I'm excited to be here. Love this movie. Can't wait to talk about it. And the other one is Spanky. How are you, Spanky? Oh, you know, ready to lay down another one of everyone's favourite podcasts. Oh, <laughs> that's the attitude, Spanky. <laughs> So, yep, as you guys can gather by the title of the episode, we are doing Mad Max Fury Road. It's a bit of a send-off for Spanky before he goes back into the wilderness. Uh, sort of floated a couple of ideas of movies to do, and this one was high up on your list, eh, Spanky? Oh, yeah, you know, Return to the Wasteland uh, for uh, Mad Max and a Return to the Wasteland for Spanky, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Solomon Islands, not sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Before we do that, we go through the ratings for the movie, and, uh, yeah, looking at it, it's 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, Possibly one of our highest reviewed movies on Rotten Tomatoes we've ever done, and 90% on Metacritic. But Stacey, what would you give Mad Max Fury Road as a score out of 10,000 interceptors? 7,982. Holy shit. As a woman who's not much of an action fan, I am... Uh or a fan of my action. That's quite. Uh, that's quite. Yeah, nice. actually, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> she missed that one, big. What are we talking about? Yeah, that's my score. What, uh, <laughs> what about you, Spanky? As a score out of ten thousand, I think it's uh, nine thousand one hundred screaming war boys out of ten thousand. Shit, that's awesome. Oh, I'm gonna go with nine thousand. 847 out of 10,000. <laughs> Fucking love this film. Which we'll uh, we'll get into soon. But if you guys haven't gone out and seen Mad Max, or say you didn't watch Mad Max as you would now, uh, we're going to give you a bit of a plot of the movie so you guys can listen along to the podcast if you've got no intention to do so. So Stacey, come on, come on down to the stage, please. We're going to read out the plot for us now, Stacey. I think Spanky should read it out. He okay, coming to the stage right now, it's the one and only, this is Spanky, he's going to the planet, Spanky. Years after the collapse of civilization, the tyrannical, <laughs> immortal Joe enslaves apocalypse survivors inside the desert fortress. When the warrior imperator, Furiosa, leads the despot's five wives in a daring escape, she forges an alliance with Mac Rokotansky, a loner and former <laughs> captive, fortified in a massive armored truck, the war rig. They try to outrun the ruthless warlord and its henchmen in a deadly high-speed chase through the wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, Spanky. So yeah, we start every, uh, all of our standard podcasts, we always start them with the compliment sandwich. We give one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. 
So Stacey, why don't you hit us with one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about Mad Max Fury Road. Good thing is this movie is bright and colourful. Bad thing is there just isn't enough story motivation. I don't really understand why the characters are just racing around in the desert for no reason. And the final good thing, the main (laughs) character is a... An awesome female who totally kicks ass in this story. It's so true. I don't even know why they called this Mad Max. It's almost like Furiosa, a Mad Max story. True, true. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, great acting. I thought that fantastic acting out of Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron and in a movie that has a whole lot of supermodels and uh, <laughs> beauty, <laughs> pedigree of good actors. Beauty, beauty queen looking model things. Uh, you actually get decent acting out of them. So it's hard to find something bad about it. But I'm going to say I was a really big fan of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and I liked that there was a theme song. I liked the theme song. <laughs> soundtrack <laughs> we don't need another hero you know what i mean tina turner and stuff like that and i'm and so there's there was no like sort of soundtrack i thought that they could have done something with maybe with the flaming guitar guy or something like that uh, yeah, right. um I, I mean i want to finish with like a bunch of great things about the movie it exceeds expectations in all the ways it's as good as the previous mad max movies it has practical action in it which is the first um, movie to do so in in, in ages and probably quite a a bold move in the day of cgi so that for me is what i'm going to start off with my sort of compliment sandwich is the practical effects like i think i read somewhere that it's like 20 percent cgi 80 percent practical which is just completely unheard of nowadays Mm -hmm. it's absolutely unheard of and you can see it you can see the love and care that's gone into this and it makes it that much more real that is that much more believable and engaging it's sort of you know you actually you're like whoa you can easily suspend disbelief uh the bad thing yeah you're right stacy it's low on plot they go out for a drive they turn around and come back again <laughs> <laughs> like yeah sure there's a little bit of nuance around that but that's that's the only thing taken away from it but i mean it, when you've got a movie like this and that's my final good thing which is just so stunning visually and like what these guys said well acted and well directed and all this other stuff i mean this shouldn't be as good as it is so many reboots remakes all that sort of shit they'll get back the original cast or they'll get back the original director and all that sort of stuff and then it's shit like it's abysmal this shouldn't be as good as it is franchise that was 30 years since having a new addition to it don't have the original actor the original director comes back the last things that he'd been doing was happy feet and babe and pig in the city and shit like that (laughs) (laughs) how is this so good yeah 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 i went in with low expectations to be honest and i was blown away totally i made the misfortune of having a look at some of the reviews online and got my sort of hopes up but uh yeah i still went in with like a bit of apprehension like a bit of like this is probably gonna be shit and no i was uh pleasantly surprised anywho that moves us on to question number two i often get this question this is our question from phil Joinson. well you're both gingers so you stick together (laughs) what object would you definitely want or not want to be easily the coolest object i've seen in a movie in a long time and that is a guitar that shoots flames (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even going to justify why but if you could be a guitar that shoots flames you would be exactly if you've got the option that was actually on my shortlist spanky the only other thing that i'd really want to be is I quite like thousands of people just getting on their knees and like sort of worshipping me so I'd want to be the pipes that all the water comes out of <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just sort of laudering it over everyone it was like you need my nectar <laughs> moist yeah <laughs> large diameter <laughs> heavy flow heavy flow I mean I can see why aside from a look of disgust on your face what have you got Stace? I'm going for something I wouldn't want to be and that is Max's uh, face mask that would be shit you're trying to tell me you don't want to be all up in Tom Hardy's face 
oh, well, when you put it like that, <laughs> maybe I do want to be. Knew it. So that moves us on to question number three. What character just clearly needs to get laid? I'm going to go with the guy's son, Rictus Erectus. If you've got a name like Rictus Erectus, <laughs> you probably need to get laid. <laughs> I'm going to go with Max. He's having a pretty shit time, you know. He <laughs> he probably just needs to, like, have a few days off and chill out and have some fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Know how you feel. Makes sense, yes. <laughs> know exactly where you're coming from with that one. Put it out there, I think, uh, Furiosa. She's obviously a bit of a career woman. She's worked her way up from a bit of a vagabond all the way up to the rank of Imperator. Um, driving the main war rig. And, uh, yeah, I just think that Furiosa uh, needs to, you know, maybe uh, treat herself. <laughs> a little bit, and she needs to just uh, mingle. Thank you, who's had a crush on Shelley's Ferron since what? Reindeer Games? Oh, how, when was she, how old was Shelley's Ferron? Let's not get too creepy about this. <laughs> 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 Next uh, question. Anyway. <laughs> okay, if you guys were a recruitment consultant, what job would this movie be perfect for? This movie would be f- perfect to be a bounty hunter. Oh, right. Okay. No justification there, but uh, I'll, seg- I'll segue straight in. I think it could be the front man in a metal band because it's uh, <laughs> it, it rocks your world. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Sometimes the most obvious answer is the best answer. It could be a demolition derby driver. Definitely. <laughs> yep. Okay, guys. Pretty hot in the desert. What flavour ice cream would this movie be? It's a rocky road. <laughs> it's chunky. It's sweet. <laughs> and they go on one hell of a rocky road. And they go on one hell of a rocky road. <laughs> Perfect answer there, Spanky. I'm going with salted caramel. You know, salt, sand, same thing to me. Why not? Same colour. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm similar to your lines. I'm sticking with the colour theme there of Gold Rush. So yeah. a bit of a mix. I forgot to point out that I absolutely fucking love Salted Caramel, so, and I absolutely love this movie. Oh. Mm. All right, so that brings us along to our next question, which is, what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? My one is, how quickly would society really turn to shit if something went wrong? Because they've just, it's just lost its shit completely. And it seems like it's during Max's lifetime, like as we see in the original Man Max films, he used to be a police officer and then everything turned to shit. So it's within the space of 10, 20 years that everything's turned to shit. That everyone's gone fucking batshit insane. So that was my question. New Zealand, I think it would be fine. I think if the rest of the world had an apocalypse, I think we'd all just be like, oh, let's not get involved. Let's not fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's sit this one out, guys. That is so true. We're not supporting this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally agree. That's, that's the obvious one. I'm going to kind of just stick along those same lines and go if you're living in this environment and water is such a commodity and obviously it's something you need for life otherwise everyone dies why the hell are you just screwing around driving (laughs) around going to places that are really dangerous and you could actually die out there you know it's not safe to be out in the sand dunes and stuff like that it just makes no sense it just doesn't it seems opposite to human behavior it seems bizarre they've got got three cities set up why don't they just have one transport everything to where the water is because that's clearly the most important thing that you get from the ground the other ones are what the bullet town and gasoline i in the oil yes i suppose the oil is another one but yeah that's interesting. What about you, Spanky? Might be uh, stepping on eggshells here, but a uh, woman uh, possibly being much better driver than men. I can see uh, Furiosa, obviously, obviously much safer driver um, than any of the war boys because uh, 
she's the one driving the war route. Yeah, but aren't the war boys kind of mentally unhinged, though? And that's why they don't get to drive the truck. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in this post-apocalyptic wasteland, everybody's turned mad. That is male. Ooh, foreshadowing Ooh. for a later question. Ooh. Okay, so question number seven, one of our new usual rotations in this podcast. What line from this film would be the worst thing to say immediately after you finish making love? I can't even read my writing. Well, I don't remember them saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you weren't insane anymore. <laughs> what about you, Spanky? Everything hurts. You want to survive this? Pick up everything you own. And run. <laughs> That's a polite way of getting someone to exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could sort of, I could sort of imagine that being a little intimidating. I'm just going to go over Morton Jones. Ah, mediocre. <laughs> Not that I've heard that before, but it, yeah, rings a couple of bells. Anywho, um, is on to the next question. How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? Well, I think he could be the mayor of uh, one of the towns. Maybe not Bullet Town, though, but he was like maybe more like the mayor of the gasoline town. He was like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I just imagine him driving around in a in a monster truck, d- yeah. directing uh, War Boys, and uh, yeah, just generally being sort of weird. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I totally had that similar sort of thing. I could imagine him in one of the gangs, maybe even doing a hark back to Gone in 60 Seconds and he's driving like the Shelby or something like that. Like he's rolling around in one of those cars that he had in that movie. Yeah. Like if you if the world's gone insane, why not include Nicolas Cage in there doing a shit Australian accent? It would be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm putting Nick back where he belongs and that's in the in the general background of things and he's going to be one of the war boys oh yeah yeah just blending in unrecognizable doesn't have any lines he's just in the mob they wouldn't even need to paint his skin white (laughs) (laughs) blend right in exactly save on makeup yeah awesome that's a dark circles already (laughs) under his eyes sweet deal (laughs) all right question number nine which two characters would you want with you on a crazy night out? I would definitely want Zoe Kravitz's character, Toast the Knowing. No reason other than it's Zoe Kravitz. And uh, Pirata Furiosa. She knows how to take care of people and she's always looking out for her team. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm out on the piss, my God, do I need a woman that can take care of me. What about you, Stace? You, and divorced. Yeah, I was going to say, you avoid being looked after at any cost. Like, if... <laughs> Anyway, I think that I'm just going to go with the two main characters, Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. So you're going with a strong-willed woman and a guy that doesn't say anything? Yeah. (laughs) He sounds like he's going to be a blast. (laughs) This is... Tom Hardy, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he doesn't need to say anything. (laughs) It's not about conversation. (laughs) Why are you blushing? This is awkward. (laughs) Okay, what about you, Smeggy? I'm going to go with... uh... Rictus Erectus, uh, <laughs> mostly because I think uh, I probably wouldn't have to buy round for Rictus. Rictus looks like he's probably on the creatine shakes instead. <laughs> True. He probably yeah. wouldn't be cheat day for Rictus, so um, <laughs> I, th- I think that I would probably be able to skip out on a few rounds there, which would be sweet, and he'd probably intimidate the odd bouncer as well. <laughs> and then uh, um, I'm gonna go with uh, a Morton Joe himself. I'm, I'm thinking that he's, what? I'm thinking that he's the man, oh. and that he's gonna get us into all the clubs. <laughs> I, I think I think he's gonna get us into all the clubs, maybe the VIP room or something like that. Eh, you know. Do you think he's friends with old Nick Cage, the mayor of 
Guzzle Town. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I reckon he's got the hookups to get into the VIP room, mate. I think he's going to get you into jail if he's going to get you any anything special. <laughs> Question number 10. Let's get creative with this. What do you guys think would be the porn parody name for this film? Mad Schlanger. Mad <laughs> Schlanger. <laughs> you do look like a schmeg who eats Schlanger. <laughs> This being a bit of my specialty, I feel, feel like there's maybe a bit of pressure here. But we're going with uh, <laughs> Bad Blacks with three X's, oh, no. obviously, Gang Bang Road. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going with Mad Maxtubation, Fury Load. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Fury Load. Oh, jeez, I feel dirty. Anyway, that takes us on to Stacey's questions. First question is, why is Max mad? Oh, well, it's obvious. It's petrol prices. Petrol prices make... (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You're driving around the desert and you're pretty much living out of your car and petrol prices are just ridiculous. So Max is always mad because he's broke. Good answer. (laughs) Sam? If it's anything like me, I reckon somebody's borrowed his DVDs and not given them back to him. You're, You're thinking this is a world where people have... DVD players and they're not full of sand yeah of course yeah why not (laughs) (laughs) yeah why not (laughs) okay guys uh, my next question is what would be a bizarre cameo by a character from another film I'm going with Mel Gibson's Mad Max Really? You think that'd be bizarre? I think that's I think that's bizarre. It would throw the timeline into question. The timeline's <laughs> the timeline's already in que- in question. True. The fanboys out there I think would have a field day with that. I am gonna go with well, we start off with a Max narrating the film, right? And as it goes on it gets narrated and narrated. Imagine if at the end the narration continues and then it pulls out and it's Noah is the older character in the notebook reading to the woman and we find out that this whole story was another notebook story that he's been reading to his wife. Right. That's a crossover everyone wants to see. Yeah. Mad Max and the notebook are in the same universe. I'm pretty sure everyone would fucking throw shit at the screen. (laughs) You've definitely gone for bizarre there. Yeah, that's the idea. Most bizarre cameo. Either that or imagine if Mary Poppins was in this. Okay, I I think something's wrong with Sam, everybody. Well, we're going for the most bizarre cameo (laughs) of a famous character. True, true. Okay, so so what aspect of this film is most similar to your own life? Really feel as though uh, it's... Uh, the struggle. <laughs> Just the general struggle. It's not living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Well, yeah. You've got no internet. You've got yeah, it could be. It could be where water is a scarcity and yeah. uh, uh, a few people rule over the, the many. Could be that as well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> For me, it's a common known fact that I am a human torch, that I'm hot all the time. I sympathise. I look at these characters and I see them hot as shit running around in fucking leather jackets and God knows what else trying to look cool when in actual fact they are probably boiling their testicles off into a swampy pit of sweat between their legs. (laughs) Swamp nuts. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Desert crotch. (laughs) There's not a good porn parody name. Moves me on to my set of questions. A lot of famous models in this. I want you to combine their characters in this with their looks and tell me, who would you get to represent New Zealand at a Miss World pageant? I think it's got to be Furiosa because she is beautiful. But she also, when she has that black head going on, it's like New Zealand colours. Oh, she's got like a black head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hard-working, working-class woman from a from a humble background. New Zealand yeah. would be all about that. What do you think she'd do in the telling competition? Drive a big truck around? <laughs> do some donuts in a truck? Yeah, yeah. In a tanker? <laughs> That's possibly the most New Zealand answer that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> do some burnouts <laughs> She rolls a rolly cigarette while doing donuts in, in her one hand while doing donuts. She, with her knees. With her knees, obviously. <laughs> what about you, Spanky? Uh, well, I'm going for... Uh, uh, Rosie Huntington Whiteley's character, uh, the splendid Ankharad, uh, and because uh, because she's pregnant in the in the film, and I think that uh, um, New Zealand's very pro, uh, and we're very proud of our prime minister at the moment, and the fact that she takes her baby everywhere, and that she was pregnant during her term of office. I think New Zealand would be uh, very proud to put a pregnant woman up on the Miss World stage. That's true. Moves me on to my next question, question fifteen. Big shout out here to all our Aussie pods that. Uh, we uh, interact with a bit. This one's just for you. Yeah, I'm talking about you. We watched the thing, Retro Cinema, IMDb Junior, and of course the wonderful Countdown podcast. How quickly do you guys reckon Australia would turn into a post-apocalyptic wasteland? Well, isn't it already? <laughs> no, seriously, because like, so uh, you can only live on a very small strip of the coastline of the entire country, right? Yeah, pretty it's a very much. Inhabitable. Yeah, it's very hostile environment on like ninety nine point nine percent of the actual land of of Australia. So as a as a geographic rock on the earth, yeah, very soon. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. What about you, Spanky? I think the key to turning into a post-apocalyptic wasteland is a lack of good leadership, which, uh, which obviously <laughs> Australia has a, a dearth of, of leadership. So I'm going to measure the amount of time it takes Australia to turn into a post-apocalyptic wasteland and the number of prime ministers. And I'm picking about three prime ministers. So I'm probably, it, it'd probably be all of... A week. <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends recently and she was talking about her young 10-year-old daughter who was, uh, who all knows all about Donald Trump and what he's up to and stuff like that. Then, no, and then she said, oh, but she couldn't name the Prime Minister of Australia. I'm like, I don't think anyone can. <laughs> it might actually be one of our podcasts. It might be one of their turn. You know, maybe it's Paul from Countdown or yeah. Billy from We Watch the Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Gidget, maybe. Maybe it's her turn, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely Gidget. Yeah, numbers yeah. out of a hat. They're probably yeah. just having a crack at it. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on to our final question. So, as I alluded to at the start of the podcast, one of the things that I didn't really enjoy, well, one of the letdowns of this film really is that the plot doesn't really go anywhere. They go for a drive out into the desert. They go to make their way to the next place that they're supposed to be going to, and then they decide, nah, screw it, let's just turn around and go back to where we came from. So, I wanted to know from you guys, what is the most pointless trip that I've reviewed to have ever been on? There was this one night when Sam had this yearning for his favourite takeaway meal, KFC, hot and spicy, and it just started. We went to our local KFC down the road. They didn't have any, so we took a trip across the bridge to Tauranga City to go to KFC, and we arrived just in time for them to tell us that they no longer had any hot and spicy available either. You're toying with my emotions, Daisy. (laughs) (laughs) So we just had to turn around and come home. Thanks for reminding me about that. I'm going to be a bit controversial and say I once went to Niagara Falls. And it's probably the most overrated tourist destination that I've ever been to. And that I actually, I spent two days in Niagara Falls thinking that there would be more to look at than big waterfalls. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out there's not. It's just a big waterfall. 
pretty big, but, but <laughs> just it's just the waterfall. Wow, controversial. <laughs> Me done. On to you, Spanky. Okay, so I think that uh, it's obvious that I think that the coolest thing in this, uh, one of the coolest things about this movie is the guitar that shoots flames. Uh, um, suggest and describe an instrument, uh, another instrument that you could see shooting flames. I am going to go with a grand piano. How's that going Where does the fire come out of? Everywhere. <laughs> and it, Correct. Uh, have the lid open. Yes. The lid open and Basically, it Basically, depending, sh- it's like it's got the lid open, there's flame throws all around the outside of it. No matter where you hit a key, it shoots flames out. That's it. That's it. And everyone knows chopsticks. <laughs> 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 Exactly. Reminds me of the Ricky Baker. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm going with a wind instrument for my answer, and I think it's got to be a tuba. There's a big kind of like bonfire coming out at the top. And great for getting the war boys going. Womp, 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 womp. Womp 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 womp. Womp. Love it. Okay, so uh, another revelation in this film, and it's probably something I didn't really notice, but uh, I want to know how long it took you to realise that Fiora says she's only got one arm. It's amazing, eh? She's very capable with it to the point that the arm almost has a mind of its own. You know, it's able to catch Max while he falls out of a window. And then hold him there and pull him back up. But anywho, yeah, it took me ages. I'll admit, it took me ages. I actually thought it was a fashion choice for a long time. And it wasn't until I actually noticed that there's an, a skeleton arm on the side of her truck's door. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder why that's there. And then I was like, holy fuck, she's only got one arm. <laughs> Longer I, than I care to admit. Yeah, I agree with you, Sam. It seems like it is part of her body in the movie. But I've got a bit of a different answer for this. I actually didn't watch this movie when it first came out in the movies. So I actually saw a kind of making of little documentary snippet thing. And um, in that, they covered how they actually went about doing the CGI to make her arm seem realistic. So I knew before the movie started. Stacey, this movie is 80% practical, 20% CGI. They cut off 80% of her arm and then CGI the rest. <laughs> Obviously. She seems like that kind of actress, eh? That she'd put her body on the line for a role. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I'd certainly cut off something to be close to her. Uh, anywho, what's the next one, Smeggy? <laughs> then what would be the point? <laughs> I don't mean my penis. <laughs> What would you cut off? Your head? Toe. <laughs> Toenail. <laughs> my non-existent my head. I'd cut my beard off. I'd cut, yeah, I'd cut my beard off. Yeah, there that's a big call there, Simon. A massive call. Yeah. 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 All right. There's three uh, urban centres within this uh, post-apocalyptic <laughs> peri-urban Ooh, yeah, area. Talk town planning to me, Spanky. <laughs> that's right. Peri-urban area. Oh, yeah. Ooh, town planning. <laughs> uh, so uh, one of them's uh, the town for water and one of them's the town for gas and the other other ones, uh, the bullet town, uh, suggest another town that, that would be a uh, have a well sought after commodity. I'm looking at you, a ginger princess who gets burned the second she goes out in the sun. I'm guessing you're going to say sunscreen town? Umbrella town? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that? Well, they, could, slap. they could just build like appropriate shelters. So shelter town. No, no, my town is, they need to use the elements that are available to them in this in this world and yeah. there is heaps and heaps of sun and heaps of wind and they should harness those and make some power some solar power and wind power so 
So they can power their DVD players that play the DVDs they stole off me, off Max. <laughs> exactly. No, and because what this would do is this would decentralize the control from the other towns. So you wouldn't need gas and you wouldn't, you could look at harnessing water as well from rain and whatnot. So then you wouldn't need the water town. So it would just. Elon Musk is the head of of Power Town, and it's all Tesla war rigs and uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's it. All right, all right. I'm on the same page as you now, just because I had to put it in a po- post apocalyptic thing. I could imagine Elon being post apocalyptic. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe that is that is Mars. That's why we have to all move to Mars. It's true for me. I reckon there's got to be Mechanics Town because where are they getting all these cars and stuff like that? They've got the oil town, but they don't really have the car town. And one of the big things, I play a lot of Fallout 4. Yeah, I know big deal. I know I'm cool. But anyway, I play a lot of that. And <laughs> one of the big things is scavenging for parts. So I feel like they need a parts town where they like are building these cars and making them and shit. And I reckon there must be one out there. And I would love to meet the dude that is making these cars because he clearly is the most batshit insane man who's just fusing shit together for the fucking fun of it. I imagine being like the used car dealer type of guy, war rig, you know, only driven by one war boy on the way to yeah, get yeah. Um, his bullets every third Friday of the month, you know. <laughs> 17 like, fatalities. but yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Look, it's got new um, spikes on the tyres. Yeah, mate, look, you're not going to find a better deal than this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just like other shit too, like, hey, uh, look, I really need a, like a motorcycle or something. Oh, so let me get this straight. You want a monster truck mounted on a tank that's on the back of a milk tanker. Sweet, we can do that. No, 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 dude. You don't fucking listen to me. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just need a motorcycle. I just, just need to run me and my wife the kids to, get... to the battle dome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> get my kids to the battle dome. <laughs> Swing by um, fucking sunscreen town on the way back. You know, make sure we don't get all this fucking UV poisoning. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Right. And that takes us down to one of our all-time favorites. In fact, possibly the first question that we ever used in this podcast. How long would you guys survive in this movie's world? I wouldn't last very long at all like maybe five minutes you would catch on fire yeah yeah exactly i'd get sunburnt to death you would walk out under the shelter and literally burst into flames (laughs) (laughs) yes what about you spanky so this this gave me like a a a good bit of uh thinking and on the subject because i try to figure out how long it would take them to drain me of blood Pleasant thought. Because I'm like, I, are you a universal donor? Uh, I'm not a universal donor. I don't think, but but I reckon they would still drain me of blood. That's probably about my prime use. You're probably lucky they don't have that much in the way of good medical facilities to be able to test your blood and see what you've got either. You know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got tested, all right, and you got some very positive results. <laughs> yeah, I I'm the same. Look, we. They're all Australians, aside from Max and whatever accent that was of Grunt. I don't know. But I can't imagine, you know, when the world turns to shit in Australia, I reckon we'd be the first people to fucking go. We're like, fuck off, Kiwis. We don't want you here. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd probably be flayed and skinned alive. Either that or I'd be some sort of devious shithead that works his way up into sort of middle management type of role. And, you know, not enough to put your neck out that people hate you, but still enough to have a modicum of power so that you can lord over people. Ooh. Samus Flatisus. Flatisus? Samus Flatisus. Samus Flatisus. What? You know, like Rictus Rictus, but Samus Flatisus. Yeah. Just do fuck You could be Nick Cage's assistant. Assistant Mayor. 
No, that'd be cool. I'd be able to hang out with him all day and just rip the piss out of him. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You'd, you'd fit right in in Mad Max if you were behaving like that. Yeah. Turn your world to shit, Australia. I'm keen as. Anywho, that... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that takes us down to the end of our podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't really have much more to add. This movie is fucking amazing. Go out and see it. It's easily one of the best action movies that's come out in the last 10, 15 years. Whoa. If not forever. Bold statement. Yeah, it's pretty interesting and quite different. So, yeah, go and see it. Love it. Don't just see it. Like, actually pay for it. Buy it on DVD or something. That's how good it is. So, Yeah. Thanks to everyone again for listening. Now, Stacey, if people want to get a hold of us, suggest some films, suggest some questions, call us the most amazing people on the planet, how do they do it? Best way to get in touch is over Twitter at Movie Reviews In. And you can send us an email directly at mritqs at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook at Movie Reviews In 20Qs. Well, you say that, Stacey, but I reckon the best way for people to get in touch with us is physically. Now. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, know, that... you can't give out our address. Oh. Oh. Anywho, thank you again, Spanky. It's been amazing to do a couple of podcasts with you while you've been back. Cheers again for jumping in on this film, and uh, what a way to send you off, eh? Yeah, mate. Always fun. Always fun. I'll, uh, we podcast a couple of uh, Arnie movies recently, so I'll, I'll end with, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for me. See ya. We've found out a real awesome way to see how loud we get when we get excited. What we do now is we introduce <laughs> Stacey to the stage for stripping. Oh, God. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your camera come on down the stage right now with Stacey. The pride of the South, better than a, t- a speech and just twice as sweet, it's Stacey. <laughs> I don't know how to do that introduction. Just talk really fast. Like... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the stage the man from Tiaomuru, Mandano Street Mall, the... Coming out of the darkest quarters of Kiki, it's Mr. Spanky Sarakis, I'm just ready to give her easily, give her easily, give her easily, give her No, let's just do this.